When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, my dudes? It is Alec Lindstrom, former Boston College offensive lineman. You're listening to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast. Go Eagles and go ACC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, week five. How you doing? Ready to talk about some games? A five-week September in the ACC. That's right. Wake me up when September ends. Um, I don't know why that's the first place my mind went. You know, big Green Day guy over here. Um, Mike, week five, we're starting to get into bye week season, which is going to last here for a few weeks with the mm-hmm. ACC. We have four teams on bye this week. We have six games that we're going to preview um, we will get to those shortly. Before we do, let's take care of a little bit of podcast business. First off, for the folks watching this on YouTube, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us on YouTube. Please hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell icon down there. Uh, let us know that you're following and, and keep up with the show. We usually like to come back and, and do Saturday night recaps live. You'll find out when those are. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell. You'll find out when we go live. You can come join in on the comments, join in on the discussion as we have it Saturday nights as the games are wrapping up. So, again, please, please, please subscribe, subscribe. If you're not on YouTube right now, go to YouTube.com slash at the ACC Football Podcast. Uh, go hit the subscribe button. That would be super helpful for us. We are going for 250 subscribers this season. Uh, Producer Scott, am I forgetting anything here so far? Nope. Currently at 221 before this recording. So help us get there. That's right. We're getting close. Y'all are doing a great job. So thank you. Thank you for all your help for all the different folks that have been subscribing. We've been having a lot of fun so far with this ACC football season. Um, first year that we've really done consistent Saturday night fever uh, recaps, but we've been enjoying it. Hopefully you guys have been as well. So please come join us there. Uh, Mike, we have a game Friday night, but there's one more piece of podcast business we have to uh, get to kind of in relation. We are sponsored by Homefield Apparel. Homefield's fantastic. Use the promo code GOACC at checkout for 15% off your first order with Homefield. We also have a link that we include in the uh, YouTube description and the show notes wherever you get your podcasts. It's on Twitter as well if you want to go find it there. Uh, use that link. Use the promo code GOACC for 15% off your first order. Extremely comfortable licensed collegiate apparel vintage logos extremely comfortable shirts sweatshirts you name it they got it essentially every acc school and we make the joke every acc school except stanford right <laughs> make that joke uh they have a mini collection out this weekend i believe for louisville nc state is that correct mm-hmm. that's right so go check that out they just had a, a mini collection out for the florida state clemson game last weekend which was an absolute banger Mm-hmm. So uh, go check out the Louisville NC State mini collection as well. Got that email earlier this week. Want to make sure to bump that. Great folks over at Homefield. Really glad to have them sponsoring the podcast this football season. 
That's right. Yep. Go to homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code GOACC at checkout for 15% off your first order, specifically regarding the Louisville NC State collection. In honor of this weekend's game on Friday night at 7 p.m. on ESPN, where the Louisville Cardinals are on the road in Raleigh, taking on the NC State Wolfpack. Louisville, a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. Total here is 55-and-a-half. Mike, is it fair to say that this line stinks a little bit? Yep, it does. Like, I get that they're on the road, but just the way Mm -hmm. that these teams have looked so far, Mm -hmm. shouldn't Louisville be a bigger favorite than this? This is the best defensive front, at least, the front seven. Best defensive front I think Louisville's played so far. Yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar enough to say that like NC State's is definitely better than Indiana's, but um, I mean NC State's is definitively good, solid, you know, yeah. a, a really good defensive front. Yes. Let's let's at least settle on one of the better teams they've played up front, right? I mm-hmm. think that's going to be part of this equation here. Louisville's offense has been good, not great. They've gone through stretches where they've played really good football. They've gone through stretches where they've played very bad football on the offensive side of the ball. Same can be said for NC State here, right? Uh, NC State, the Brandon Armstrong thing with Robert and I coming in year one, we expected more, haven't really gotten it. Offensive line play has been a little bit suspect at times. I think Louisville is going to give NC State some problems up front in this game too, like if you kind of flip to the other side of the equation. But I think we, we're still kind of waiting for that moment where Brennan Armstrong and the offense for NC State just kind of clicks. We're still mm-hmm. waiting for that moment. We haven't seen it yet. We saw really for a couple drives in the first half against Notre Dame. You know, NC State drove down and, you know, they had a, a really nice touchdown drive in the second quarter of that game. Um, they had another drive where they had good momentum against a pretty solid Notre Dame defense, as it turns out. But we haven't seen that consistently across the games they've played so far. Mm-hmm. I think NC State is a team where if they get enough stops on the defensive side of the ball against Louisville's offense, and this happens to be the game where Brandon Armstrong and the offense clicks, I think Louisville could be in some trouble here. This is a tough game on the road. Like Carter Finley, night game, Friday night, it's going to be wild in there. That's mm-hmm. going to be a really tough atmosphere to go into. The line stinks, right? I think if you look at kind of how the first month of the season's gone, Louisville has looked like the better team. Now, granted, we look at Louisville's schedule and we keep going back to it. It's like, are we absolutely sure about Louisville, right? Or are we just sure that they are a competent football team, well-coached, with a bad schedule? Not to say that they're a bad team, just they're competent, but maybe they're not excellent. Right, which is maybe as as we get further along and the record continues to get really good, maybe they have that narrative where it's like, oh, they're they're really really good, but in reality, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, well, they're competent. Their schedule really sucks. If they play yeah. a little bit tougher schedule, maybe this is like an eight and four type team versus like nine and three, ten and two, whatever it ends up being. Mm-hmm. I actually, I'm going to take NC State outright. I think NC State number one has a great chance to cover. But number two, I think if you're going to bet this game, I would just go ahead and bet NC State on the money line at Mm -hmm. home. The line stinks. I think this defensive front of NC State could could give Louisville some problems. And while I think Louisville has a good defense, I think NC State does have offensive upside here where if they do get some things rolling early in the game at home, I do feel like, 
you know, this could be the game where we see the offense click. Offense hasn't been great, admittedly. I think Louisville's defense, I think on paper, has an advantage, but we also haven't seen NC State play their best football yet on offense. But I like the Wolfpack here in an upset at home at Carter Finley. Tough environment. I would lean under, right? I think NC mm. State wins an under game. I think if it's an over game, I think NC State's going to be in trouble, at least based on what we've seen so far through the first four games of the season. So I'm going to yep. say NC State outright, and I'm going to take the under because that's the side I'm betting. Yep. Yeah, I mean, as you as you alluded to, Mike, NC State's offense still not clicking. As we mentioned on the recap, um, against three FBS opponents so far, NC State averaging 24 points a game, having scored 24 against UConn, 24 against Notre Dame, and 24 against uh, who they play last week. It was somebody Virginia. Yeah, they play. Yeah, they scored 24 against Virginia. So. Uh, roughly 24 points a game you're expecting out of NC State right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I am with you. Give me NC State in the points. Hell yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to say NC State outright. I do think that they there there is a decent chance that they just win this game. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to steer into the line. Yep. Um, I, I agree with, you know, I, I wonder how much NC State's defensive front could disrupt Louisville's run game. Um, the, the biggest concern is is, to me, can NC State's secondary contain Louisville's wide receivers? Because I, I think that's a pretty good group of receivers that Louisville's running out there. Yep. Um, this will be a big test for NC State. And they they held up pretty well against Notre Dame for a while, and eventually kind of the dam broke there. Um, this will be a different test, but I agree. I mean, a home underdog at night, um, a, a team that has some guys on both sides of the ball, it's just a matter of making it all kind of come together. I, I think NC State has a very good chance to win this game outright. Um, I will say NC State plus the three and a half. I will say Louisville wins close, um, but I am I am not confident in that right now. Um, I would absolutely be on the under here. Um, I, I, yeah. I think I think NC State is just going to be an under type of team, and I think the thing that we learned about Louisville against uh, Indiana is when they play a decent defense, they can have some issues. You know, they can run into mm-hmm. some uh, some slowdowns there, and I mean really. I think there's definitely something to be said about Louisville first half versus second half. Like almost every game they've played, they have only played about 30 solid minutes. Now, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously last week against Boston College, 30 solid minutes meant they scored 42 points in the first half. And by the way, the thing that we totally, totally whiffed on on the recap, what I did not realize is when Louisville got the ball back with about 35 seconds till halftime and they had a two-play touchdown drive. You sent me this. The first play was a fake kneel down that then they handed the ball off to Joar Jordan, who took it, you know, 40 yards down the field. Like, wow. That was, the OAC, that was the go ACC moment of the week, and we whiffed mm-hmm. on it. That's why we, we say, hey, we, we can't see every single play, so we need some help mm-hmm. from time to time. That's why we pitch that to our listeners. Yep. Um, and while we're talking about that, by the way, um, you would be super helpful to us. You, the listener, would be very, very helpful to us as you see things on Twitter throughout the weekend. Tag us in them, hashtag GoACCMOTW. Uh, those things all very, very helpful, especially as we do these live recaps. We don't have time to to catch everything that we would like to, but you know, if we got more eyes, more ears out there, you know, definitely uh, tag us and stuff and help make sure that we see it so that we can uh, include it on the recaps. But we, we have kids. We have to sacrifice one of the football windows pretty much every Saturday. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> please help. Agreed. 
Um, yeah, give me NC State plus the three and a half and under 55 and a half. The, the big variable in this game to me, honestly, is NC State's offense. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, massive variable. Can, can they make it start to click a little bit better? And if they can, I, yeah, I do think that they win this game. Um, that's, that's the whole, that, that's the way they pulled the upset off. Like, I could see a scenario where NC State plays an under game offense isn't clicking and they cover but they don't win outright because their offense just sputtered again you know in the red zone or they couldn't finish drives what have you Mm -hmm. yeah i'll take louisville 24 21 something like that like yeah yeah, i I, i'd be a little surprised if this game got out of the 40s honestly like i I think this is going to be a bit of a a bit of a rock fight yeah i i would i would say definitely bet nc state plus the points and then sprinkle a little on the money line is what i would suggest the one thing you said that i thought was a really good point nc state's defense how it held up against notre dame for for stretches and then the dam broke i'm interested to see because this is going to be a different louisville offense right louisville i think more athletic on the outside at least more veteran athletic experience on the outside than notre dame notre dame is more ground and pound and then sam hartman's going to hit you over the top with a big play in the passing game Louisville's just going to try to get it to their athletic receivers in the passing game, and they're not going to try to play that physical ground-and-pound game for 60 minutes like Notre Dame would. Like, Notre Dame's just going to hand the ball off and just break your will. Mm-hmm. Louisville's not going to do that. They're just they're more athletic. They're going to try to get to their skill position players in space. A little bit different offense, a little bit different test, but I think the point that you made was right on the money. Like, this is going to be a very good test for NC State defensively. Yep. Sure will. Sure will. All right. NC State and the under. Let's keep going, Mike. We got five games on Saturday. We will start at noon on ABC. We're just going to do these in chronological order. I think that's uh, that's fair. That works. Works for me. Let's start at noon on ABC as the, uh, (laughs) oh boy. Gross. The Clemson Tigers on the road in the venue formerly known as the Carrier Dome. Uh, Clemson, a six and a half point road favorite. Total is fifty three. Hey Scott, uh, Scott, qu- quick question for you. This isn't a lock sound, but do we have the Adam Sandler sound teed up? It, it's just totally out of context, but kind of not. Clemson gets business by meeting people, making contact. Meet with me. Come on, I'll order in from Cozy's. We'll have fun. I am sick of Cozy's. You order in from there all the time. The delivery guy's like your best friend. Well, he happens to be pretty damn nice. This is a rough patch of my life right now, all right? Syracuse is 0-3. I got those medical problems. There it is. Syracuse I just wanted to play 0-3, that. by the way. No, they're not. They're a wagon. They're kind mm-hmm. of a wagon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you spooked at all by uh, the way that the Army game played out last week for Syracuse? Yes. Funny you should mention that. And you know what kind of spooked me even more, uh, kind of when taking a step back and looking at this game, is that Clemson's defense looked pretty damn good against Jordan Travis for long mm-hmm. in a very athletic, very good Florida State offense for mm-hmm. pretty much the entire game. I mean, they give up the touchdown overtime to Keon Coleman. Clemson's defense is not why it lost the game. It was the lack of offensive execution in the fourth quarter in overtime. Right. The way that Clemson defense looked makes me wonder Syracuse's viability here, right? Because I think Syracuse's best offense is running Garrett Schrader like 15 to 20 times and having him hit a couple of big plays through the air. And I'm not sure that's going to necessarily be available to them in this game. I, all the logic says you're right, right? Like Clemson is way more talented. 
the their defense should be more than capable of slowing yeah. down what Syracuse is running out there on offense. I'm just like still a little bit shell shocked by like every other year when Syracuse plays Clemson, they almost beat them. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I couldn't explain it then. I can't explain it now. Yeah. Yep. But there just seems like, and especially when this game's in the Carrier Dome, yep. it just seems like there's something there that, I don't know, it's hard to explain, and I, I'm spooked by the whole thing. Like, yeah. super letdown spot here in a Huge. noon game. <laughs> Gigantic like, letdown spot. This is the letdown spot of the year for Clemson, and, I mean, like... Two, two years ago, 2021, last time Car uh, Clemson was in the Carrier Dome, 17-14 Clemson. They, I believe they had to score with uh, – I guess they scored – Syracuse scored in the middle of the fourth quarter to make it 17-14. But, like, this was a close game. You know, it was 14-7 to at halftime, like, all through the third quarter. I don't know, man. There's something about this Clemson team and this Syracuse team that, like, Clemson just cannot – put them away early yeah. and easily. Um, yeah. That's, that's the thing that I'm, I'm just thinking on here is all the logic and everything says that Clemson should be way better. I think so far um, just from a talent standpoint and all that, but like, man, I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, this is definitely a letdown spot for Clemson, but this is also a really, really important game on their schedule. The reason why is because Clemson's behind the eight ball from an ACC standpoint. They're mm -hmm. behind the eight ball. They don't mm -hmm. own the tiebreaker over Duke. They have two conference losses already. And Syracuse is one of those teams where, like, you got to beat them because if you don't, you could find yourself behind them from a win percentage standpoint. If tiebreakers at the end of the year, you need to win this football game if you want to have a shot to get into a conference title game. You, yep. you need to win this game. Um, you got to keep you got to keep winning football games and hope that Duke sputters, <laughs> or yeah. hope that North Carolina or Miami sputter. But Duke owns that tiebreak, right? So. This is a really important game because Syracuse is playing good football right now. Um, I agree with everything you said, though, about, you know, looking at Syracuse and looking at Clemson, how Syracuse has played Clemson specifically at the Dome. I get all that. On paper, though, I don't see it for Syracuse here. I, I Dino always has them ready to play Clemson thousand percent you can you can make arguments for both sides here but the version of the offense i've seen out of clemson the last two weeks again one was florida atlantic but to kind of repeat that against florida state for 98 percent of the game and have a good offensive plan and be executing relatively well you know didn't finish a couple drives in the red zone but overall finished drives pretty well in that game. This is a version of the Clemson offense. That I think Syracuse is going to have trouble keeping up with, with the way Clemson's front seven has been playing. I am taking Clemson. I hate it. Six in the hook. Disgusting. They're giving you seven here. I'm taking Clemson. Clemson by a touchdown. <laughs> I, I can get behind Clemson by a touchdown. Can't I? I, I, I can't blame you for making that pick. You are, for picking, a second. you are picking Syracuse. I say like, I hope you can't blame me for taking Syracuse plus. Yeah, you're, I, you're picking you're picking Syracuse. I I, yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I, I looked at this spread, I think, coming into the week, and I was just like, God, I am not looking forward to getting on a podcast and 
having to make a pick on this. Game. I hated. I just hated talking about this. <laughs> this one of us is going to look like a look and feel like a fool when we come back and recap these games. Um, I don't know. I yeah. I would. I would stay away from this with my own money. By the way, um, this. Yeah, this this whole thing makes me uncomfortable. Um, for what it's worth, SP Plus, uh, I believe, has Clemson. Uh, sorry, has Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse in the points. Clemson favored by about two here instead of six and a half. So a four and a half point difference is is not nothing. But yeah, I don't know. Total's fifty three. Pass. I, I just pass, 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 pass on this game. No, thank you. I'd like to pass on. I'd like standpoint. to pass on the. I'd like to just pass on this entire game. Yeah, betting wise, yeah. I am totally out on this. I have no interest in betting it. I don't know what the right side is. I no thank you on this game. A hundred percent. Keep an eye on it because yeah, this has so much potential to go very sideways in in yeah. one way or another. So well, 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 let me tell you this. I this is why I think the potential outcomes are. I think it's Syracuse by a couple scores. Sorry. Wow. Go Pause. on. Go Clemson, on. Clemson by a couple scores. Clemson close or Syracuse close. Syracuse mm-hmm. by a couple scores would be alarmingly bad for Clemson. Mm-hmm. Alarmingly bad. Yep. Uh, not necessarily surprising, but yeah. alarmingly bad. I, that yep. would that would be the, the one outcome where I would be getting on the recap and be like, oh, my God. Yeah. What happened here? What happened uh, here? Right. And bigger yeah. questions about what is happening in Clemson. So, all right. Well, we have our picks, but cannot recommend that you uh, you get on that for what it's worth. I am not making a. I'm not even making a pick on the total because I just don't know. <laughs> well, thankfully, we have another game that you're probably more excited to talk about here at two o'clock on the CW, noted ACC network. Disgusting. <laughs> Your Virginia Cavaliers, Mike, on the road in Chestnut Hill, taking on the Boston College Eagles. Boston College is a three-point favorite here. Total is 54 and a half. Um, this is a uh, this is arguably a an ACC bottom of the barrel bowl, uh, which is oh, you know, you think <laughs> we have yeah. another team? We have another team to talk about later that would uh, beg to differ. Well, we got a couple folks in the comments that were uh, really singing the praises of Thomas Castellanos going into the Louisville game, and I haven't heard him heard from him since. So I hope that's, they're doing that's okay. hot. Yeah, that's that's real odd. I wonder why that is. <laughs> um, I, I'm pretty sure that Virginia is an underdog here, specifically because I believe Tony Elliott came out and said that Tony Musket is going to be the starting quarterback for the Cavs this weekend. Um, so it sounds like Tony went with the wrong Tony here uh, instead of going with Tony, which is I don't believe him. I, right like i don't believe why? he did he did this a couple weeks ago i don't believe him it, unless tony musket is so much better than he looked in most of that game against tennessee and i realize i realize context wise i'm just saying it looked so uninspired watching him throw the ball and try to you know try to run that offense like he has to look so much better than anthony calandria like and give them such such better chances to win games for this to be a good thing for the Virginia program. Like if it's roughly equal, just play the freshman, play the guy that you recruited in out of high school, play the guy who's, can, I, is he local? I forget where he's from Calandria, but um, in any case, like sounds Italian musket better be way better than Calandria. Otherwise I don't know what they're doing here. Okay. I, I don't believe Tony Elliott. Also, if he actually plays musket, he's out of his mind. Like he's out of his mind. Based on what I've seen so far, he's insane. Like that would be insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I 
maybe he's still mad at Calandria for the 15 yard penalty <laughs> at the end of the NC State game. But I mean, let's like tread lightly there because Tony Elliott's made plenty of decisions over his first year and a half where I'm like, man, are, are you sure you want to be taking it out on your quarterback who's gotten you competitive in some of these games? I was going to say we have. We can just roll the tape and talk about some of the questionable coaching decisions he's made. If you think he's the biggest reason that you didn't win that game, um, buddy, maybe look at your guy that like leapfrogged off someone's back and over the snapper on the field goal attempt that uh, gave oh, it yes. to a free 15 yard try. Yeah, that's right. Personal foul leaping. That, that was quite the penalty call, wasn't it? It was, it was not subtle either. I mean, it was a full on like. Anyways, never mind. Yeah, signs of a well-coached team. <laughs> For sure. Total 54 and a half. I'm leaning over here, I think. I'm leaning over as well. Hey, Scott, can you play the Virginia sound for me? <laughs> but not too much so we don't get demonetized. Not too much anything. so we don't get fined, yeah. I... Okay, I look, if it's... If it's Calandria playing, I like Virginia plus the three. If it's Musket, if it's Musket, Boston College by a, a touchdown or more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm leaning under. I think both of these offenses just suck. So defenses aren't much better. I'm going to go with the under. If Tony Musket plays, definitely bet the under. And, and then mm-hmm. maybe bet Virginia team total under. I don't even know what it is. Does it matter? I mean, total 54 and a half. Um, quick math would say that implied score here is like 28, 25, 20, 29, 26, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. If Musk gets the quarterback the whole game, they're not getting past 24 points. Like now famous last words. Yeah. Um, I, I won't, I, I don't know if I can put the conditional thing on it from a pick standpoint. Um, I'll just, I feel gross. I'll just land with Boston college. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll I, join you. I'll join you. I Fine. don't like I don't like Boston College as a favorite against an ACC program right now, but like that's that's how out I am on Tony Musket. And uh, you know, if there's a Virginia fan sitting in their car screaming at the radio about how we saw less than one game of of Tony and Chris Grondon, no, I'm just kidding, I'm just totally kidding. He's a fan. Like, come on, um, I yeah, maybe I'm proven wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but I you know. I have been driving the Anthony Calandria hype train ever since that first game that he was in. It was like, this kid, we might have something here. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's super volatile, but that's at least entertaining and gives you a chance to win. So I, I don't know. We'll see. For, maybe Ferber is the one screaming at the car right now. It's just like <laughs> screaming at the radio. Uh, uh, man, if we're working on the the theory that it's, it is uh, musket, I don't think I can go over the 54 and a half. If it were Calandria, it would be over. It would be over. I, I don't think yeah. either of these defenses is particularly good right now. So, all right. Uh, Boston College minus the three, and I will pass on the total. Um, and Mike, I'll go we are, BC in the under. Okay, BC in the under. Yeah. Uh, we are through half these games. We have not locked up anything yet. So, we got to keep that in mind. <laughs> Just you wait. Uh, Mike, next game is at 3.30. That preview brought to you by Section103.com. It is the Internet's premier place for all things wonderful, wonderful, comfortable, good-looking Georgia Tech apparel. They have things for men, women, children, something for the whole family. They have T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, 
Uh, they have some baseball tees. They've got uh, jerseys with player names and numbers on the front and back um, supporting NIL efforts. They've got uh, some buttons and all sorts of good things. So if you want people to know that you are a Georgia Tech fan, you're going to the game this weekend, you need something to wear, go to section103.com, use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order. Uh, the fun thing you, you might have noticed this season, once again, Brent Key running up and down the sidelines wearing a short sleeve hoodie. Um, it seems like one of the things the kids are into these days. I don't totally get it, especially in the warm months, but uh, wearing a short sleeve hoodie, uh, they sell they sell those on section103.com uh, with all the official word marks, the official colors, the official tech gold, uh, the ATL logo, anything that you want Georgia Tech-wise, go find it there. I'm wearing mine right now. This is the Performance Georgia Tech shirt, just the official word mark on there. Super comfortable. Again, as a performance tee, it uh, wicks water, sweat away really nicely. Um, highly recommended. So once again, use promo code GOACC for 10% off your first order at section103.com. Thank you to Steven and the gang for their continued partnership. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, at 3.30 p.m. on the ACC Network. Um, <laughs> Mike, you know, we... we <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we mentioned, we were talking about this before we, went, we came on and recorded, is that... Um, you know, we, we only have, it's a, it's a pretty short week, right? Six games is, is really short for a preview. And so sometimes we would throw a Notre Dame game in, being that they're a full voting member of the ACC. And sometimes we would even call out the Bowling Green game, you know, because of obvious, obvious reasons. Right. And here we just have no choice because the Bowling Green Falcons are on the road in Atlanta taking on my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. That sound never gets old. Georgia Tech is a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. Total is 51. Um, I am – I'm never all that confident. At least I haven't been in years picking Georgia Tech against the spread one way or the other. Like, there's always just a lot of – I can't trust this team to be one thing or another in a given week. Um But it really helps, Mike, I would say, when a team like Bowling Green comes in that – it, it kind of doesn't matter what I think Georgia Tech is because I kind of yeah. know what Bowling Green is. Yeah. There's at least some certainty on one side, right? Mm -hmm. Where, I mean, with Bowling Green, you know, they, they kind of are what they are. Like, you know what you're going to get. And it's been kind of a year-over thing now with Scott Leffler. By the way, I think we should keep an eye out on his job security. Uh, He's been right? there most of the life of this podcast at this point. Like odd. Yeah. Virginia Tech could use an offensive coordinator. Maybe Scott Leffler can come back. There it is. Uh, <laughs> no, God! <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'm just going to. He's I think your fives head coach there. Good grief. I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> I, I think I should probably lay them here with Georgia Tech. The way Haynes Kings looked. Georgia Tech's defense played a little bit better game last week against Wake. Uh, for the uh, Mitch Griffiths, right? Obviously, stepped down from Sam Hartman. And for everything we can say about Mitch Griffiths, 
he's going to be better than whatever Bowling Green's putting out there, a quarterback, right? And I just, I thought Georgia Tech made some positive steps defensively last weekend. So give me Georgia Tech. I'm going to lay him. The hook scares me a little bit, but give me Georgia Tech and the under here as well. I'm picking a lot of unders tonight too, which is a little odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia Tech and the under. I don't know how much Bowling Green scores here. Uh, I think George, I'm pretty comfortable with Georgia Tech getting into that 27 to 30 point range. And if this is like 30 to six, uh, that would be something that would obviously put the game under. Mm-hmm. I could also see like 30, I could also see like 34 to 13. And oh, whoops, Georgia Tech doesn't cover. Mm-hmm. So I think for purposes of this podcast, I will lay them with Georgia Tech, but I would not bet this game with your own money. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, for what it's worth, SP Plus has Bowling Green covering by like a point and a half. Uh, basically saying that this the spread here is pretty uh, pretty close, pretty spot on. Yeah. Um, uh, Principal tells me just lock up anybody playing against Bowling Green. But I think uh, calmer, calmer heads tell me... Uh, don't lay 21 and a half with Georgia Tech right now against anyone. Yeah. Mm. Let's take Georgia Tech and uh, I'll lay the points. Um, this is a this is a tune-up game. They got Miami next week. I would hope this is not a look-ahead spot, kind of a sleepy situation. I think they – I'd like to think this team realizes at 2-2, two and two, they have a chance to be 3-2, and two, which, by the way, David Hale tweeted out this week that – um, if Georgia Tech wins on on Saturday, that would make them above 500 in September for the first time since 2017. Yep. So uh, go Jackets on that. But um, I, I'd like to think that they realize that that they've got to have a game like this if they have any chance of getting to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I expect an inspired effort here. I kind of agree on under 51, and it's – it really is just the question of how much does Bowling Green score here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at, you know, a couple of the games that Bowling Green has played so far. I mean, the, the last couple of games, Ohio 38 to seven, Michigan 31 to six. Um, a team like Michigan, right? The, the like reigning uh, national or reigning Big Ten champion, uh, playoff contender or, or participant the last couple of years. Um, like, they have every talent advantage in the world, and they only put up 31 points. Now, how much of that is on Michigan just, like, not wanting it or whatever? Yeah, they're, but, they're not really blowing people out right now. They did yeah. the same thing against Rutgers. They kind of screwed around for a while and then pulled away. Yeah, so I'll take the under because it doesn't seem like Bowling Green's offense is doing a whole lot of anything against anybody. Uh, but obviously, Georgia Tech's defense <laughs> might be the uh, the cure for the common offense, as yeah, uh, Dan Rubenstein likes to say. Yeah, they're kind of bad. But yeah. uh, if they play, like, they did last weekend against Wake Forest. I think this is an under game. I think Georgia Tech mm-hmm. probably covers um, because I am confident in Hay- what I've seen with from Haynes King in the offense. I am confident that Georgia Tech's going to score high twenties, low thirties, uh, putting them in a in a pretty good spot to cover. It's just a matter of don't let Bowling Green backdoor this thing, which I right. think is a distinct possibility. But I'm just going to land with Georgia Tech anyway. Yep, agreed. All right, Georgia Tech and the under for the both of us. Uh, let's move on, Mike, in the night slate. And this is this is probably about the time that I point out that I, I didn't really notice this until we started recording. But um, six games this weekend, four of them we got home dogs. Just kind of calling that out. 
Mm-hmm. At 7.30 p.m. on ABC, this is the college game day situation. And uh, no, this is not a, 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 a misspeak when I tell you that college game day is headed to Durham for number 11 Notre Dame on the road, taking on the number 17 Duke Blue Devils. Notre Dame, a six-point road favorite here. Total is 52. Um, first of all, absolute Super Bowl situation for Duke. Yeah, speaking of lines that stink, by the way. Absolute letdown situation for Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, this line absolutely stinks. Yeah. And I'm... I'm very like not sure of what to do here with, yeah. with this number, especially inside of a touchdown like this. It's like I, I feel like I'm asking a lot of Duke to hang with Notre Dame for four quarters. I, I think the especially in the trenches, the trenches is what really, really concerns me, as always with Notre Dame against any other ACC program. This has Notre Dame NC State written all over it. Mm-hmm. All over it with a slightly better offense from Duke, right? Or mm-hmm. I, I not slightly better. They're they're a lot better offensively. They run the ball really well, and Leonard does enough through the air to make them competitive. There, Duke's got a much better offense so far than NC State. But from a talent standpoint, I don't think Duke's offense versus NC State's offense. I don't think the talent discrepancy is all that large. I just think Duke's been playing better, performing better. Um, execution's been a lot better. This really just has the NC State game against Notre Dame written all over it. I fully understand letdown spot for Notre Dame when you talk about emotional losses and really, really tough ways to lose. You may not see a tougher way to lose than how Notre Dame lost that game against Ohio State at home last Saturday. Notre Dame went through something similar last season. They lost to Ohio State at the shoe, came back home to South Bend, lost to Marshall. There are a lot of players from that team that are left over on this version of the Notre Dame team this year. Marcus Freeman, you're telling me he's not in their ear all week letting them know that they still have a ton to play for? Mm-hmm. Because I've seen people discounting Notre Dame from a playoff standpoint. There is so much football left, and Notre Dame still has a USC team on the schedule that I think is going to be top five when they play it. They still have... Uh, a Clemson team that I still think, you know, could end up being pretty good. <laughs> the offense holds up. There's some game. There's this Duke game, by the way. Duke's not going to lose many more games this year. Like, <laughs> they haven't lost any yet. And even if you think they lose this game against Notre Dame on Saturday night, I don't think Duke's losing a ton this year. So Notre Dame's going to have some quality wins on the schedule to point to. They have plenty left to play for. I acknowledge letdown spot. I acknowledge Duke Super Bowl situation. I get that. But over four quarters, the Notre Dame rushing attack just breaks your will. Is mm-hmm. Duke going to hang in the trenches for four quarters? Mike Elko, former Notre Dame defensive coordinator. Big game for him. Biggest game of his Duke tenure. Game day. Herb Street calling the game. Whole bit. I just don't see it for Duke here. I think Duke hangs. I think Duke's competitive. I think it's a very good football game for like two and a half quarters. And then I think as we get to the latter stages of the third quarter, early fourth quarter, I think Notre Dame pulls away. They cover. They win this game by like 10 to 13. I think Duke shows well here. I'm picking Notre Dame. They're the better team on both sides of the football. If Duke covers, if Duke wins, buddy, Elko, pick your job. 
Mm-hmm. Pick your job. This, this is a job is, that came open today that he might be interested in. Uh, yep. Pick your job. Because mm-hmm. if you if you beat this Notre Dame team that just went toe-to-toe and probably should have beaten Ohio State last Saturday, whatever job you want is yours this offseason if you want it. So, yeah, huge game, huge game for Elko. Mm-hmm. Huge game for Elko. But give me Notre Dame minus the six. And uh, I think maybe give me over 52. Hmm. So... Is this the part where I'm supposed to say something like intelligible about what I think is going to happen here? Um, I I think you're spot on, honestly, with the uh, the the Notre Dame NC State comparison, right? Like, I think Duke. You know, I, again, what I've always said about Duke, always you know, going back to last year, I don't think that there's any one thing that they are particularly outstanding at. Mm-hmm. I think I also would say I don't think that they're bad at anything. I think they are aggressively competent. I don't think that they're like incredibly athletic. I think this is a game where you might see a couple issues with, you know, can Duke's skill talent threaten Notre Dame's defense, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not totally sure that they can. But man, like, like you, this is not only this is a Super Bowl situation for Duke, but especially for Mike Elko. I mean, what a, yeah, what an opportunity for that guy. And um, I also can't can't help but think on um, what's what's all the conversation that you've heard, Mike, uh, about that uh, about Notre Dame coming out of the Ohio State game last weekend. Coaching, 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 Freeman. Freeman's looking incompetent in big games, like big moments and big games, mm-hmm. and can't you know the the ten men on the field at the end against Ohio State, I which was is really say. tough, really tough to defend that. Right, that's really tough. Like no that's... coach upstairs is screaming at you to get somebody out there in the booth. Like I get not seeing it on the field necessarily. There's a lot going on, but mm-hmm. that is a really really tough look. Twice out of a timeout, like oh that's they, tough. they made a conscious choice. Like they realized it, I think before Ohio State ran the first play, mm-hmm. and they made a conscious choice. No, we're not going to run anybody out there. We'd mm-hmm. rather uh, we, we'd rather Ohio State take their chances, you know, or something. And then and, they didn't want to run them out there again because they're like, well, what if they hu- hurry up? Or and Pete Sampson, Pete Sampson from the Athletic noted, he noted and beat writer for the Athletic, he noted this. Ohio State subbed running backs on the play. Mm. Notre Dame had the opportunity to run somebody out there late. They were entitled to it without a penalty. It still didn't yep. do it. Yep. So tough. Yeah. That's that's a tough look. And 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 the reason I bring this up is I wonder if if this is a little bit of a, a get right situation for Marcus Freeman. If they're if they're yeah. a little extra focused on that coaching staff, if they're you know a little bit extra buttoned up. Um, mm-hmm. something I wonder about. Mm-hmm. I want to take the home dog here. I yeah, do. me too. Me too. Couldn't do it. And I have a feeling that I'm gonna. I there's. I have a certain feeling that I'm gonna look silly. But give me, give me Notre Dame. I'll lay the yeah. points. Yeah. Um. Not a ton of confidence. 52. Yeah. Not a lot. Not a lot. And I lean under the. Fi- I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna pick the total here. Okay. Um, I'm. I'm good on that. I don't need that in my life. Um, okay. I don't know. So I, I guess Notre Dame minus the six, leaving the total alone. 
I have not just <laughs> these lines this week are just yeah yeah it's <laughs> rough this is rough Th- this could end up looking like we could end up looking real good we've agreed on a lot tonight mm-hmm. we could end up looking really good or we could end up looking really really bad and I it's a coin flip yeah it's a coin flip um yeah, give me Notre Dame like 31-21, which would be like right on the number total wise, yeah, by the way. Uh, that's a push. How about how about that? You know what, Scott? Yeah. I'm not gonna scratch me from the total as well. I now that I think a little bit more about it, I have no interest in picking the total. In fact, I'm picking a push. Lock it up. No, no, lock up the push. Not lock seriously. Push. Not, not that would be incre- that would be an incredible call, though. <laughs> uh all right. Sounds good. Notre Dame minus a six for the both of us, and it sounds like Mike is backing off the total as well yeah backing off the total you talked me out of that one (laughs) fair enough mike one more game you want to take care of a little more podcast business before we do let's do it what if people are going to this notre dame duke game i expect a raucous crowd at uh cameron indoor stadium or wherever duke plays these football games cameron indoors join the wallace wade wackos the wallace wade wackos there you go scott and i experienced them firsthand that was something huh scott Yeah, we snuck into the student section. We got yelled at to leave. We didn't leave. The Hokies won the game. We went home. It was good. Sounds like it didn't have to be all that sneaky either. No, we walked in. We walked in, they kicked us out, and when we just basically walked down another aisle and went right back to the seats we were sitting at, they (laughs) left us alone because that was like bad Duke. That was uh, Daniel Jones Duke, baby. 17 or so? Yeah, I think 17. That sounds right. Uh, yeah, we're sponsored by Vivid Seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, link in the video description here on YouTube. Uh, link in the <laughs> link in the bio on our pod. We have the uh, we have a tweet out there on our podcast. Use that link as well, and then use the link that you see uh, wherever you get your podcasts uh, in the episode notes as well. Using that link is really important for Vivid Seats. Use the promo code BCPOD20 for $20 off your first order of $200 or more at VividSeats.com. This is very easy to spend $200 or more on Vivid Seats or any of these third-party ticketing websites, but we have the promo code for you. Get you $20 off your first order, BCPOD20, using Vivid Seats. Really glad to have them on board as a sponsor this season. Yep. Yeah, go do that. Again, link in the description of this video on YouTube, the audio if you're listening to it on you know on your phone or whatever you use to get your podcasts. Uh, we've got it on Twitter. Go find it. You need tickets to something. At this day and age, it's probably going to be more than 200 bucks. So why yep. don't you just get 20 bucks off using our link in bcpod20 on vividseats.com. Supports them, supports podcast. What could be better? Mike, at 8 o'clock on the ACC Network, are you, uh, you going to be here at this or? No. <laughs> the Pitt That's... Panthers, a two and a half point favorite on the road in Blacksburg, taking on your Virginia Tech Hokies. The total is thirty nine and a half. How's the matter with you? I mean, it was a fair. It was a fair question. I'm a Virginia Tech alum. It's a night home game in late September. It's a fair question to ask if I'm going to be there. Who but are we kidding? I knew what I was doing. I yeah, I know you did. Uh, this is like beer on the couch territory. Here for me. Actually, it won't be. Uh, Liquor. I, I work. Couch. I work. I well. I I work Saturday night, so I won't be drinking anything. <laughs> let me let me take that back. Right. Let right. me take that back. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I want to bring up. I want to bring up a stat here for you, real quick, which you'll appreciate because 
I spent four hours podcasting about a one in three Virginia Tech football team last night. God uh, bless. Two, two different shows. Nice sound drop, Scott. So a lot's been made about the Virginia, Virginia Tech rushing defense, which has been terrible. It's one of the worst in college football. It's been terrible through four games. There have been moments, though, at least against Rutgers and against Marshall, where there have been signs that they've been getting things a little bit ironed out on the defensive side of the ball against the run. The issue is that both Rutgers and Marshall broke off a couple of big runs in the second half of both of those games that really, it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. Rasheen Ali for Marshall, uh, their star running back, I think he finished with 174 yards rushing or 172 yards rushing in that game last weekend. He was really, really good. 172 and two scores on 27 carries. So pretty good yards per carry average there. But then you look at how he got there. And I was watching that game against Marshall, and I was thinking, you know what? Virginia Tech's holding up pretty well against the run here, is what I was thinking in the first half. And they were. Uh, here's the thing. Rashina Lee in this game had 25 carries for 57 yards. That is 2.28 yards per carry. That sounds really, really good, doesn't it? Signs mm-hmm. of improvement. The other part of that is he also had two carries for 117 yards and two touchdowns in a game that Virginia Tech lost by seven. Two rushes turned the entire game around for Marshall with a Virginia Tech offense that's that's missing pieces and has a bad offensive line. It's not good, right? Defense has to clean up the run fits. They're very correctable issues that they haven't been able uh, to really correct so far this year. It's been tough. I look at this game on Saturday And I think Virginia Tech is in a spot where if they get a couple of stops defensively in this game, a low-scoring affair at home in Blacksburg, I think Virginia Tech is going to have enough offense with Kyron Drones. It should be a healthy version of Jalen Lane at receiver in this game. I think the play calling will be a little bit better. Hey, look, Virginia Tech ran the ball pretty well against Marshall in the first half, and they didn't stick with it. They they got off to a good start. They scored on the first drive, marched right up the field. They forced a turnover. They went for it on fourth down on that second drive, didn't get it. And then they were just kind of going back and forth for the rest of the first half. And then Marshall got a couple scores right before halftime, and one of them was that Rasheen Ali touchdown run. It was a killer. So I think Virginia Tech, you get a few stops against the run here, clean up the run fits, just show a little bit better there, and then run the football and commit to it with your running quarterback, run Kyron Drones a little bit more, and you're in a spot here at home against a Pittsburgh team that hasn't been very good, right? Phil Dracovic gets real banged up at the end of North Carolina game. He's questionable. If he plays Saturday, does it really change all that much? I don't know. I mean, Pittsburgh would rather have him out there probably than Christian Bayou who looked bad in a small sample size throwing the football. If this ends up being Christian Veyu in a road start, his first start at Pittsburgh, and it's going to be on the road in Blacksburg, it's a sold-out, hostile environment. It's still a hostile environment. They're still selling the stadium out, even though the team sucks. It's sold out? Like, what kind of Nebraska stuff is this? It's sold out, right? The fan base is sick. I have the podcast numbers to back it up, Joey. This is a sick, a disgusting fan base. Like, they crave this football program to be good more than anything on the planet. This is a tough spot for Pittsburgh, and the line doesn't make any sense. Logic would tell you 
Pittsburgh, while they're bad, they're going to be a better coach team with Narduzzi, right? They're going to commit to running the football with Rodney Hammond, and they'll do enough defensively to give a young quarterback in Kyron Drone some issues. That's the logical point of view. The line makes no sense. This isn't even me being a homer. The line makes absolutely no sense. This feels mm-hmm. like the Georgia Tech Wake Forest line from last week. And on this podcast, I bet on Wake Forest as a favorite for the picks. And then on Friday night, I placed a bet with my own money on Georgia Tech money line. This week, this line feels very similar. And you know what? I'm steering into it with the Hokies low scoring affair. I think Virginia Tech wins like 17-16. Disgusting, <laughs> gross game against under Christian Vayu. Under 39 and a half. Under 39 and a half. Uh, Scott, let's lock that up. Under 39 and a half. We're no, locking lock it. it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. I know you've been Go preparing off, for this all night. Yeah. A terrible. Two bad offenses. Uh Virginia Tech's defense at home, I think, finally gets some stops against the run, wins a close, ugly game against Pittsburgh. Makes no sense. I'm steering into it. Give me the ho- I should be fading him, but give me the Hokies. Out of nowhere. One and three. Out of nowhere. They have no business winning this game. Out of nowhere in Blacksburg. They win outright. I don't care. I'm a sicko. I don't care. I'm a sicko. Under. Give me the Hokes. <laughs> gross talk about gross picks tonight we've had we've had a lot of gross picks this is the the most disgusting pick i've made on this podcast this season this is it right here i cannot cannot in my in good faith recommend watching this game um i I cannot god no absolutely (laughs) not um i'll make this simple mike um I've kind of gone into this season, and I don't think it's any surprise that I have been in uh, fade Virginia Tech mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was that way in the preseason with the win mm-hmm. total. I was, I've been this way so far on the games, and it's 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 worked out for me so far. I don't know that I'm fading Virginia Tech this week. Oh, um, oh wait a minute! What? Wait a minute! What? I think I'm with you. Oh my god, oh no. <laughs> no, this is catastrophic even. I think this is a uh, as big a circle the wagons home oh. home game night Holy game shit. situation as you're going to get. Um and it's against a pit team that as you said is is definitively better coached. But man, they cannot score and with they Phil, suck. Phil Jerkovic as bad as he's been is the starter. So what are we going to get for four quarters of Christian view? Um, I, I, I don't want any part of Pitt here. I don't. Um, I, it's offense is worse than Virginia techs. Yeah. How? Yeah. There is, I, I've just been so underwhelmed by Pitt so far this year. Um, they put up 24 points last week against North Carolina. Some of that was even a little bit of uh, smoke and mirrors. With uh, There was a special teams touchdown. And, I, I mean, Pitt does not look like a good football team right now. Like, full stop. They're just, you know, the way that they lost to West Virginia, the way that they lost to Cincinnati, they are not in a good place. And not that Virginia Tech is a good football team, but, again, this just feels like a gotta-have-it game for the Hokies at home at night, as mentioned, 
Um, iffy situation at quarterback for Pitt. Uh, by the way, uh, Matt Gonsalves. Oh Gon- yeah, didn't even Cal- mention that. Yeah, starting left tackle. Uh, he's all ACC out for off- the year. All ACC offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Significant. Yeah. Third third team all ACC last year as a junior. Uh, he's out for the year. Um, not a good situation for Pitt. Give me the Hokies outright at home. Um, I, I think Virginia Tech wins this game on the field. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to win many this year, but I think they get this one. And I, I think it's a gotta have it situation for Brent Pry, especially as this. I'm I'm almost I'm I'm really kind of blown away at the whole like the fans are you know if the game is sold out like how are the fans not turning on Brent Pry quite yet? It seems like they're kind of starting to, um, and yet, yeah. yet they still sell the stadium out. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be one of those fake sellouts either. Like, they'll be there. Yeah. Yep. They're filling it up for nooners. Like, they're going to be there. Yep. Crazy. I think the crowd wills Virginia Tech to a win on Saturday night. That place um, is going to be that place is going to be loud. It, this is a this is a good shot to get one. Yeah. For a team that, you know, is not going to make a bowl game. There's not going to be a, a lot of wins. This is you got a shot here. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is better. Get get your win out of the way before you go play Florida State on national television at three thirty next <laughs> Saturday. Get this one out of the way. Yeah, get everyone feeling good before you have to go watch that next weekend. Yeah. Um, so, all right, Hokies, and then I as much as like yeah, yeah, under thirty nine and a half. I think that's that's the pick. Um, and weirdly, I it, well, I guess to some degree, it's like really just both offenses don't do a whole lot of scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think either of these teams is very good. I think the better part of each team is probably the defense. So even a total is low, something in the 30s. Yeah, give me the under. I, I think that, yeah, like you said, 17, 16, 14 to 12, something ridiculous. 11 like, to 9. 11 to 9. Yeah. Um, Two nothing. Three nothing in overtime <laughs> or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, you caught that reference. So I did. Uh, Hokies money line in the under for the both of us. On, Gross! Uh, I can't believe Saturday that. Yeah. This is shocking that we agreed here. This is, I am mesmerized by this. I I don't. Uh, and again, I don't have a lot of analytics here. There are no yeah. like you know hell. SP, SP plus says Pitt is probably about six, you know should be favored by about six here. Um, so SP plus says take Pitt, but I don't know that SP plus knows that. Got to be a streamer back for you know whatever that is. Um, yeah, and then I don't think that they know that. Um, the Hokies just got to have it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's all I got. Yeah, the 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 machine doesn't know. Yeah, no way. All right, well, that's six games, Mike. Uh, we spent almost an hour talking about them. So how about that? Right on schedule. You have no locks. I I guess I have to pick something. You have to pick something. Oh gosh, uh, just join join me on the under. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, under 39 and a half. <laughs> We're locking up something in the 30s going under. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Please. Please do. Uh, all right, under 39 and a half, Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh locked up for the both of us. Um, Mike, anything else? Should, should we? Uh, should we talk about, I guess, podcast bets? Something that we're going to start doing? Yeah, let's talk about it. 
So this is an idea that I believe you had in the offseason, Mike, that um, we probably should have started week one, all things considered, but <laughs> not the fifth week of the season. You know, got to keep it, keep it fresh. You know, we get into October here. Um, we're we're going to start like a little segment here at the end of the uh, the preview show called Podcast Bets. Um, now, as, as the people know, Mike and producer Scott live in the state of Virginia, which is one of the blessed U.S. states where sports gambling is legal these days. Um, so the idea here, Mike and Scott, is that, you know, as we, um, you know, th- there's been a couple extra ads here and there in the show, getting a little bit of, of revenue coming in. Uh, the idea is to take that, throw it into an account, and uh, see what we can do with it from a, a, a betting perspective. And we're making picks on the show. You might as well, uh, you know, put a little bit of skin in the game here. So the idea is at the end of each preview show, we are going to be letting you all know what we are going to be actually betting on as a show just to, to see what happens. And you guys can decide if you want to follow us, if you want to fade us. Tell us what you think. Collectively. Um, these are picks that Joey and I agree on putting our money on. Right. This weekend. Yeah, we're like our a married actual couple money. with a joint bank account. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is weird because we've had a very small... Not small. I call it a small bank account, but it's kind of basically what it is. We've been dividing <laughs> money. We've been dividing money amongst each other for about seven years now. Small amounts only. I mean, Mike is a professional accountant, and you would not understand how long of a text chain it was trying to figure out who owed who what. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Anyways, and, and I did the math, and Joey verified it, and we got within ten cents of each other. Done. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Finally, yeah, we got there. Yeah. Um, so the idea here, Mike, I, I think what we agreed is that for anything that one of us locks up, we're going to put one unit on. Um, right now, our, our our bankroll is set at 20 units. Yep. So, and I, I don't need to throw specific dollar amounts out there. But the point is, you know, we have a bankroll. 5% of it will be one unit. We are putting t- one unit on each lock because you and I both locked up under 39 and a half in this Virginia Tech and Pittsburgh game, we were putting two units on that. So there's a problem. Yes, Us sir. in the legal state of Virginia cannot bet on colleges based in Virginia. So this week, your lock isn't going to work. Guess we'll have to find an offshore workaround. Um, we'll, <laughs> we'll come back to that. Bet uh, US. Have, I, have I mentioned, I was going to say, have, you, have I mentioned our partners bet yet? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> partners is a strong word. Um, all right, we'll we'll figure out a workaround. Yeah, that's that's the problem is that you, in the state of Virginia, you can bet on everything except for things that happen in the state of Virginia or involve state of Virginia teams. So have you, correct. I think Ariel still thinks we're sponsors, partners. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, that's that wouldn't surprise me. It would, it would not. Um, wondering if we're giving out the right link or you know whatever it is. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's still trying to pay us in Dogecoin. I think. <laughs> Uh, that that seems legit. Seems yeah. legit. Yeah. This is why we need legal sports gambling everywhere. So we're not dealing with sketchy Costa Rican offshore whatever. Anyways, uh, is there anything else on the board? One of the best, one of the best conference calls I've ever been on though came from BetUS. So. <laughs> <laughs> really, the best conference call is the one that you and I had shortly after that <laughs> call was over. <laughs> Say, if you know, you know, which if nobody you know, else you know. Really does. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know. Scott knows so. though. Yeah, Scott knows. I don't see anything else on the board that I think I, I we should be actually wagering on, especially if I don't feel comfortable uh, locking it up. 
I I got one. I, okay. I got one. Uh, NC State plus a three and a half is something I would be interested in. Okay, so you're you're on the money line there. No, no, no. Just plus the three and a half. Well, your your pick was for the money line. My pick was for the money line, but from a show betting standpoint, collectively, you and I, the safer bet is obviously the plus the three and a half. Which sure, I think if I'm actually putting hard earned money on that, that is the one I would feel safer with. But if you, the listener out there, feels like sprinkling something on the money line, that would be the game to do it, I think, with NC State. I will not be doing well. We'll see. We'll see what I do with my own money. But Depending on your book, I'm seeing NC State plus 140 or plus 150, something in that range with the money at line. That point, at that point, just consider it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's fair. It's, it's an uncomfortable bet on my end, um, just – I don't feel that good about it. I'm trying to like steer into a weird line. Mm-hmm. But Mike, sometimes the uncomfortable bets are the uh, the ones that you need to make. That's that's the uh, the way to go. So I yeah, I'm with you. So two units on the under in Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech. One unit on NC State plus the three and a half. Yep, I'm good with that. I think that's it for me. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing else here. That I'm I'm really looking to you know again put put the skin on the line there for so uh, I'm I'm good here. Yep, I'll be putting this skin on the line for Clemson minus six and a half. Oh baby. Okay. Okay. Oh baby. Not buying the orange, huh? No. <laughs> I really liked Mike's point on that they need to win this game. Mm-hmm. Like if they lose this game, their season's essentially over for any goals they possibly had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you can still get Clemson minus six and a half. Still get into a conference title game potentially if you win this game, right? I mean, it's still a long shot. You can get to a conference title game. You can get to a New Year's six game. All that stuff is still in front of you, even though you've had two really tough losses. So, this is a huge game for Clemson, right? That's how Dabo is going to try to get them to avoid the letdown spot, I think, coming out of that Florida State loss. Yep. Yeah, the big the big thing left on the on the board for Clemson is uh, cont- or re- continuing their double digit win streak, which has gone on for like a decade now. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, they they get like one more loss, including their bowl game, and uh, if if they were to lose more than that, the the streak would end. Yeah, in theory. So yep. I I am so curious to see how that whole game goes, just because again, it's. Uh, <laughs> That series has has been pretty uh, pretty sideways. Has been, has yep. been. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, those are our locks. Those are our picks. Uh, Mike, Scott, anything else before we work on getting out of here? Yes. One last thing. We do have one last thing, don't we, Scott? Yes, sir. This is this oh, is yeah. your your work of art here, Scott. I'll let you introduce it to the people. Okay. Uh, for anyone that actually follows on, what's it called? Twitter. Uh, you've been X, seeing us Scott, tease X. Oh, excuse me, Elon. My bad. Uh, you've been seeing <laughs> us tease out uh, a new logo for the podcast. So we're going to be introducing some new branding. So if you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm about to show you guys what the new logo is. So congrats to the people that are watching on YouTube. But if not, there it is. So um, so you can see here now. Nothing really special about this. Had a really good uh, friend help us out with a new redesign. Mike and Joey said it had been four years since they revamped it. So um, 
This is the new shield logo. We also have a wordmark logo, which I don't have ready available to show you. And then we have, uh, we'll have a new podcast symbol cover image coming out with this on it. So, you know, all of you in your podcast apps that are listening online, you see the old shield with the BC. You'll now see this shield uh, with a similar backdrop of yard markers, uh, but they the yard markers have been changed to look like an audio waveform because you're listening to a podcast. So mm-hmm. um, Nifty. it was kind of Nifty. a kind of a brainchild idea that a family friend uh, helped uh, create. So hope you guys like it. And if you don't, well, too bad. So there you go. That'll be Big. launching with. Yep, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, Joey, but this will all be launching on Friday uh, when the podcast is released. Yeah. Big shout out to the family friend who I think was uh, was hoping not to be named here, so I won't I won't do that. But uh, her support very much appreciated. We love this logo. Um, as mentioned, I mean, this has been four years basically that we've been running with the same same branding and everything, and so it was, it was time for a refresh. And um, really, really su- appreciate her support. Um, a number of kind of similar elements, but I think this looks super cool. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Took the took the main core of what we had and just trying to tune it up a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. So hopefully you guys enjoy. Let us know what you think. Um, but yeah, hopefully this is a a fun thing to look at. You know, moving into the future. Yep. All right, Mike Scott. Now what? Anything else? We good? I think we're good. Yeah. Good. Good on my end. Weird, weird lines this weekend. Some interesting mm-hmm. games. Just yeah, keep tabs on them. I would agree with that. Um, yeah, it could be a fun one to watch. Um, I will mention this, by the way, before we get out of here. Uh, Saturday Night Fever not happening this week. Um, I will be out of town. We are going to a wedding celebration. Not not like an actual wedding. It's like just you know that people got married like a week or two ago, and then they're having like a reception. Basically, is the it seems like this is happening more frequently these days. I don't know if this is like a new trend or what, but, you know, hey, shout out to you guys for not making me fly up to uh, Washington and go up to like Mount Rainier or whatever to watch you get married. I'm just going to Lake Hartwell in Georgia anyway. So, um, yeah, I'll be doing that Saturday night. I will not be uh, on for Saturday Night Fever. We will come back and recap these games. What, Sunday night? Sound good? Sunday night's good. Yeah, Sunday night's good. So we'll do that. Um in the meantime, you guys can find us on Twitter. I'm at FTRS Joey. He's at Mike McDaniel SI together at BC Podcast ACC. You can send us an email to the longest email address known to man, basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Yep, thank you. Uh, we're on YouTube at youtube.com slash at the ACC football podcast. Uh, come join us there. Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, jump into the comments. Uh, we would really love having you join the conversation there. We've been joining, uh, building up a big community. So appreciate the folks that have been joining us there. Uh, Mike, Ron, iTunes, Spotify, uh, I guess what used to be Google Podcasts. I think it's going to be something else now, YouTube Music, I think, or something is coming up soon. Um, but basically, anywhere you can find your podcasts, uh, go find us there. That's where the audio versions uh, will be posted as well. Uh, Mike, where else on the social medias? Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find a bunch of our podcasts there now. We post our stuff there, so go check that out. Uh, Instagram at BC Podcast ACC. You'll see all of our picks. You'll see clips from time to time uh, that Scott cuts up and puts up there, so go check that out. Uh, Yeah. Oh, YouTube, of course. YouTube.com slash at the ACC football podcast. Subscribe. Subscribe, 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 please. 
everybody's been doing that. Please continue to do that. It's really helping us out. So, should we should like we should we talk about Colorado real quick just for the algorithm or like? Uh, yeah, Colorado, Colorado, Dion, Shiloh, Sanders, Shadur, Travis Hunter, Coach Prime. Yeah, yeah, all those things. Coach Prime, Prime Time. Yeah, big ACC podcast guys. Yeah, I think that just boosted us a bunch. <laughs> so. Wait till we get a short of just us babbling those terms, and uh, yeah. then it'll really go to the moon. So yeah, join us on the moon when we do that. That's correct. Yep. Mike Scott, that's all I got. You guys want to uh, watch some games and come back and recap them? See you on the recap. We'll see you there. Week five, six games. Let's go. All right. Until then, for Mr. Mike McDaniel and Mr. Producer Scott, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you all so much for listening. We will talk to you again very, very soon. Enjoy the games. And until then, go ACC. Go ACC.